Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. As promised, let's talk to NFL Draft and young player NFL analyst over at CBS Sports, my colleague, Chris Trapasso on Twitter at Chris Trapasso, who is in Indy. Chris, good morning. You're joining us live from the Combine. What's going on, buddy? Uh, it's a, a day where we're finally going to see some defensive linemen and some guys work out, and this is it's great. I'm so grateful to be on this show. I'm pretty sure every year around this time, checking in from the Combine with you. It's a, did you have you eaten at St. Elmo's yet? Is that on the agenda tonight? Tonight, oh, man, it's been are, hard man. to get in. I mean, it, there are thousands and thousands of people. It has grown so much with the media presence here over the last decade. What um is there anyone in particular today? Before we get into some of the the nuts and bolts and the Caleb Williams and all that fun stuff, anyone sure. in particular who you are looking forward to seeing today? Who you've got some questions about or some excitement about that you want to see in person? How about two that I'm really excited about? Darius Robinson from Missouri. He had a tremendous senior bowl down in Mobile, Alabama. He's 6'5", 285, and I don't think he has more than 3% body fat. I think he's going to test through the roof and really be that he can rush from the inside, rush from the outside, that combine freak that didn't really hear a lot about before this week in Indy that I think after we're going to really – almost right in pen that he's going to be a first-rounder. And then Chop Robinson, the edge rusher from Penn State. He started his career at Maryland, transfers to Penn State, and has two awesome seasons for the Nittany Lions. And just look at the history of that Penn State program over the last five to ten years under James Franklin. Guys like Saquon Barkley and Odafe Owe and Mike Kosicki, they always are big-time testers coming out of that program. And Chop Robinson, I'm not going to say he's the next Von Miller, but the burst and the bend around the corner as an edge rusher, I think is close to what Von Miller was coming out of Texas A&M in 2011. So those are two big-time testers, I, I think, that we're going to really be talking about as risers over the next couple of days. Chris, everyone is asking, obviously, I'm sure you, and talking about and talking to folks about the Justin Fields, Caleb Williams, sure. Chicago Bears conundrum. I'm a Bears fan, and I hate my team, even though I don't hate them. But they have, they have broken my heart for a long time. So not only is this a really interesting football question and a fascinating one, it is a very important one to me that I am, I am convinced 
the Bears are going to get wrong. Hopefully they won't. That's just the way that I'm trained as a Bears fan. For you, as best you think you can riddle this out, what do you think the right move is, and what is your confidence level that that's the right move? I think at this point for all parties, the best move is for the Bears to trade Justin Fields, let him get a fresh start, uh, a clean slate with another team, new offensive coordinator, different skill position guys. And then because this quarterback class is very good and it's still early to say how good next year will be, but I think for their GM, Brian Poles, you can't really wait around again and trade out of the number one pick for two consecutive years. That would be unprecedented. Um, and whether they love Caleb Williams, and it, it seems like they, they probably will pick him, but even if they don't, your fallback options are the Heisen winner, Jaden Daniels, that has a lot of the traits that teams want at the quarterback position today with the athleticism, the deep ball touch. And then to me, the far and away number two quarterback and very close to Caleb Williams, you could draft Drake May, who's been kind of penciled in as a top three guy since his like freshman season at North Carolina. Reminds me a lot of maybe not quite as tall and quite as physically gifted, but reminds me of Justin Herbert, a very similar guy that there were some question marks when he was coming out of Oregon. So I think you do that, you trade Justin Fields, and you pick one of these top three quarterbacks, probably Caleb Williams at number one overall. It sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you are not convinced Caleb Williams is a sure thing on the level that in the past we we thought maybe an Andrew Luck or on the other side of the coin because it hasn't entirely worked out, Trevor Lawrence. Is that right, or or do you see Caleb Williams as a generational can't-miss once every three, four, five, six years talent? Yeah, I'm kind of in the middle there. Like I I don't put him in that lofty category of those in terms of just being a prospect and checking all the boxes of an Andrew Luck or Trevor Lawrence, I know that there's a lot of comparisons because of what he can do improvisationally to Patrick Mahomes. Um, I, I'm a, the only bit concerned with Caleb Williams, because I like everything else about his game, that for as much as he can reverse his field and make throws from any angle and sidearm, with, he might do that a little bit too much. And for as much as you want that to be something that your quarterback has in his back pocket, you also want him to not lean on that um, in situations where there's an open receiver or he can get to his second read and stay inside the pocket. We know that pocket passing still, you have to be good in that regard. So he, I think he's good there, but I don't know if he's to the level of some of the, like you're saying, generational prospects as just a pocket passer. Talking to Chris Trapasso here on the show. Chris, we've talked a little bit on the show about the – increased importance of wide receivers and guys getting paid and the expectation that guys are going to get paid. How many wide receivers do you think are going to go in the first round of this draft? And who are the guys that could be at that position game changers when you look at the tape? I could see five, if not six going for a lot of the reasons that you just said that the wide receiver spot to me, we're just talking about on Sundays, the second most important position in football. Now there are way more uh, big-time talents every year in the draft at wide receiver than there would be, say, at offensive tackle or at edge rusher. So you can maybe boost those positions' values a little bit, and those have traditionally been viewed as the second most important. But I think in this class, you have the big three um, with Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State, Malik Neighbors from LSU. Daniel Jeremiah thinks that Roma Dunze is going to test through the roof from Washington, and he was so good rebounding the football down the field. Troy Franklin from Oregon is awesome. I think he's going to run in the four threes, and he has all the production playing there with Bo Nix. Um, it's a class of wide receivers that's 
as good as we've seen in the last four or five years because it has the top-end talent and the depth. Some years there's just the Jamar Chases and the Jalen Waddles and the Devontae Smiths at the top, but after that there's a huge drop-off. I don't think there's much of a drop-off as you get to the second and third round. And we've seen a lot of big-time talents, D.K. Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, George Pickens, all go second and third round and become number one receivers in the NFL. Uh, Chris Trapasso here on the show. I'm Bill Ryder. This is CBS Sports Radio. Chris, I have a two-part question for you, and it is the the impact that the Combine has on decision-making versus the tape, the scouting, the other factors away from Indy. I'm curious to what degree you think it impacts and changes the way that, that these guys are are valued and viewed, and to what degree you think it should or shouldn't have an impact? I think it has a, a pretty sizable impact at the NFL. I, I, I think, though, even though we are kind of very much in this age of analytics with the NFL, there's much more of a reliance on the eye test and, and what guys do on film. Now, for me, it matters a ton because I, I realize that in this industry, as a draft analyst, I'm going to get a lot of players wrong, and I hate that. I, I hate missing on prospects. So I like to lean on the numbers and say, look, most of the stars in the NFL, not all of them, but the vast majority of the big time game changers are freaky athletes. And they also have the skill and they develop it once they get to the NFL. So I like to kind of use the numbers to say, look, like I like this guy on film. He seems fast. He seems like he can jump high, but at the combine, he was let's say, an average or below average athlete at, say, wide receiver. So it really factors in quite a bit for me, maybe a little more than the NFL. The one thing I will say, and I'll finish with this, that the NF, that the combine will give you an idea of a range of where a player will be picked. We're talking about receivers. You can love, let's say, Troy Franklin from Oregon, who looks like a burner. If he runs four five three, he's probably not going to go in the first round. Like, there's kind of these thresholds that teams have and you can look at the history and say oh there's never been a wide receiver that runs slower than four five five that goes in round one so it definitely helps you slot players of where they ultimately will be picked in late april chris trapasso here on the show uh chris not a this is not a gotcha question because i've been asked these on hq and then people clip it about the nba and mock me for three years so this is not a prediction of who's going to be a bust but a lot of quarterbacks who get drafted with lofty expectations by teams that take them with a coveted place in the first round sometimes don't work out. Mitchell Trubisky, yay, the Bears, comes to mind. Josh Rosen comes to mind. It, it, it happens, and obviously there's such an emphasis on quarterbacks now. I mean, your latest mock draft has quarterbacks going one, two, and three. That, that guy's going to be taken even higher maybe than they would have five or ten years ago. Who are the quarterbacks out there or the quarterback who, while they could be successful, do have the potential to be one of these guys that inevitably do not work out? Yeah, Jaden Daniels worries me, and that's going to seem crazy because, like I said, Heisman winner, you, you watch his film, he's running away from SEC defenders, the downfield touches there. There's two big concerns that I have with him. One, he was not pressured very often in his final season at LSU. When you just watch the film and you see him running, you're thinking, oh, yeah, he he was obviously under pressure, but it kind of ties into why, I, why that kind of is concerning to me. A lot of times he would see an open receiver and wouldn't pull the trigger and then run. And, and even in the SEC, to be able to have 60-yard touchdown runs and 40-yard gains as a quarterback is super impressive. Even if Jaden Daniels is a freaky athlete, he's not going to do that with the same frequency in the NFL. So that those two things kind of concern me that it, there's a history of, 
the quarterbacks who did deal with a lot of pressure and have gone through and experienced not having a great offensive line and dealing with that um, are usually a little bit better in the NFL. Josh Allen immediately comes to mind that at Wyoming, he was not playing behind a great offensive line with a bunch of future NFL receivers. It helped him kind of deal with that once he got to Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes was the same deal at Texas Tech. So that's a little bit with Jaden Daniels and Bo Nix from Oregon, kind of the same thing. Oregon's offense so wide open, got the ball out of his hands quickly. The completion percentage was high, but so many bubble screens and wide open receivers and first read throws for him. Unless he falls into a perfect situation right away, with almost like a Miami Dolphins-esque team around him, he's not going to have as good of a situation in the NFL, and he's going to have to do more himself. And when we saw him do that earlier in his career at Auburn, he was certainly not a first-round caliber quarterback. So those two are the ones that, if I had to pick, I would say give me the biggest pause or you know reason for concern. If, if they are first-round picks, it might have the highest chance to ultimately disappoint after going in the first round. Talking to uh, Chris Trapasso here on the show, NFL draft analyst for CBS Sports, also with a focus on young NFL players. Follow him on Twitter at Chris Trapasso. Chris, before I let you go, last one for you, and I know there's a lot of names you could pull here and a lot of different spots in the draft, but is there somebody who you think will be, based on where they'll be selected and then the career they'll have, the guy we look back and say that was one of the steals of the NFL draft? Yeah, I'll go with two on on each side of the ball. Javon Baker, the wide receiver from Central Florida. Now, he started his career at Alabama, and so he was clearly a big recruit, highly sought after. Things didn't work out there. There were so many players in front of him. Goes to UCF, has two great seasons for the Knights, averaged almost 22 yards per catch this past season. It's not just the stats. On film, I think he's flexible. He can get open. He plays bigger than his size. He's like 6'1", 210, nice size, like not too big, not too little. Um, yards after the catchability is there. We've seen with the Chiefs and the 49ers how important it is to be a team that's good with run after the catch. I just think he's someone that in this loaded wide receiver class that you can name 15 guys off your top of your head that might go in the first couple rounds, he could be there round two, round three, round four, and he's going to ultimately outplay um, where he's ultimately picked. And then Chris Abrams Drain, the cornerback from Missouri. His teammate, Ennis Rakestraw, is probably going to go in the first round. He's big, he's 6'1, he's a great athlete, great tape. Abrams Drain is little. He's like 5'11, 180 pounds, but played on the outside in the SEC. Go watch the LSU game. He, I don't want to say shut down Malik Neighbors, but was one of the very few cornerbacks over the last couple of years that was able to stay with neighbors and break up some passes down the field. He's a great tackler, finds the football awesomely. He's someone, again, round two, round three, because of the lack of size, is going to get pushed down. But he's just a really good football player, and I think he's a great athlete too. Uh, Chris, great stuff. Amazing insight. Love the perspective here on the show. Enjoy the combine. Enjoy Indy. And enjoy the shrimp cocktail and that fire sauce uh. tonight at St. Elmo's. <laughs> Yeah, I certainly have to prepare my mouth for the the, <laughs> the heat that's going to be when I'm eating that shrimp cocktail. That That is like the most unique cocktail sauce probably in the entire world. <laughs> my mouth is watering thinking about it. Chris, <laughs> thank you, buddy. Appreciate you as always. Thanks, Bill. All right, pal. Uh, Chris Trapasso on the show. Follow Chris on, on Twitter. Outstanding NFL analyst at Chris Trapasso, T-R-A-P-A-S-S-O on 
Twitter. We've got a beautiful buy or sell, and a lot of you weighing again on whether or not we should free Pretty Daddy or just make him bum of the week. It's next here on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Writer Than You. There's a theme emerging, Tom. After reflection and getting to really think about it, I was completely right. On CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Uh, Can I tell you what I just did to Spike Eskin, my boss? Ready for this? Please do. Yeah. So we had a meeting today that he can't make, so we canceled it. And then I was writing like multiple strings at once on my laptop. And I wrote, I thought to somebody else, hey... Didn't forgot about it. Wouldn't have made it anyway. Kind of curtly because I was sending it to my. This sounds so bougie to my tennis captain who whatever. But went to my boss and Spike was like, "Oh, okay, LOL." I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. That was meant for my tennis captain. Great moment. Everything's great, Tom. I'm great at communication. <laughs> Nailed it. A um a buddy of mine back in the day in Arkansas when I worked at the Democrat Gazette hated. His direct supervisor. I think he was unfair in this, but just hated the guy. And went write emails to everybody like, this guy, you know, Jack is so stupid. He once wrote an email that said, Jack is dumb and, and like this, and sent it to Jack. Can you, <laughs> can you imagine? What, what did he try to say once he realized? I, I, Jack called him into a meeting and he, and, and, and my buddy just goes, yeah, that's, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's on me. <laughs> that's, that's a me, bro. I'll be. He worked there. He worked for the guy for another four years. <laughs> I'll show myself out. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if you sent me a God? Bill's the worst. I'm so tired of the pretty daddy jokes. What a loser! Send it to me. Oh, that was meant for Stu. <laughs> uh, n- n- oh yeah, you got something. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, many more people are weighing in on on you, Tom, and whether you should be bum of the wow. Somebody wants you to be bum of the year. Whether you should be bum of the week, or or whether you, it's free, pretty daddy. So we're gonna continue to collect these responses, and if you have more at Sports Writer Sports R E I T E R, we'll do them here in about fifteen or twenty minutes. 
But before that occurs, before that magical moment, uh, we should tell you, as we as we transition to buy or sell with, with Pretty Daddy, uh, he's not free from that, that this portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out, contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. How many of these tweets that we're still collecting do you think will be pro-Pretty Daddy? I feel like the narrative has really shifted today. I had some support in the first hour. Now I feel like it's gone. Yeah, the issue is it's hard for you to operate burner accounts while you're doing the show. It really is. Yeah, it's it difficult. It really is. Difficult to pull off. All right, Bill, let's start things off today in the NFL. Absolutely no shocker here. The Jets have granted Zach Wilson permission to seek a trade. The former number two overall pick threw more interceptions than touchdowns during his three seasons with New York. Bill Byersell, Zach Wilson will be on an NFL roster week one next year. Oh, so you're talking on an NFL roster, on the actual squad, not on a practice squad, not. Can I just say that I'm old enough, like we all are, to remember when Sam Darnold was the guy and then he got sent out so that Zach Wilson could come in? And I'm. It's not a, a big win, but pat myself on the back alert. I said on this radio show when I did it in the evenings, they're still the Jets. Are we really sure that they're not going to do the same thing to Wilson they did to to Darnold? Uh, I'll buy. Buy. I'm pretty skeptical here. I do think there are some coaches out there who would be interested in the idea of a reclamation project and whose own ego... Or maybe excellence would lead them to believe that they can salvage what was there when the guy was drafted where he was drafted those years ago. All right, Bill. Much like our buy or sell, you think Zach Wilson will ever win two or more NFL games as a starter again in his career? Sell. Yeah, Not unless for some reason he's playing for a team like San Francisco where there's that, so much talent around that's him. The, that's the exact place I thought, okay, if they carry three quarterbacks on their actual roster – and he gets one of them, and Shanahan works them a little bit when he has time, and he learns, and then Brock Purdy gets hurt or something, and he is up in the two spot, mate. Right. That is the that is the path for success. All right, Bill. Much like our buddy Chris Trapasso from CBS Sports, who is in Indianapolis for the combine, so is new Washington Commanders owner Josh Harris. And not only is Mr. Harris at the combine in Indy. He's actually sitting in on meetings and interviews with draft prospects. That, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. Bill Byersell, it's a bad sign that Josh Harris is this involved. I mean, I'm 100% going to buy. Buy. Now, man, that is... Uh, I'm trying to think of a, of a, of a positive spin, but they just hired... Adam Peters? Dan Quinn, new head coach. Yes, yes, yes. As the GM. GM. Yep. No, GM. So, like, yeah, I can't get there. If it were the former GM, if it were the old GM who was getting a chance to stick around, and this were Harris evaluating the GM's evaluation process, under the guise of I want to be involved, maybe. But you just hired a new guy. He came from San Francisco, right? Came from the Niners. 
Yeah, no, it's a, it's it's not a great. It is not a great sign. And to your point, they're new across the board. New GM, new head coach, new OC. They have the number two pick. They need to nail this. Yes. And what you don't want is is your is your owner see Carolina, see Bryce Young potentially interfering. By the way, you don't even have to be in the room to interfere. The being in the room is a sign of intent to interfere. It increases the likelihood the owner is going to be forcing decision-making from someone who's not a football expert. Josh Harris is not a football expert. Not great. All right, Bill, let's make our way into college football here. Now, nothing is official, what I'm about to say. It's all speculation at this point. But yesterday, it's been reported from multiple outlets that there's been some traction. We talked about an expanded playoff off of the expanded one we haven't even seen yet. So in 2026, we may get a 14-team playoff. And yesterday, we learned what that playoff format may look like. Keyword, may look like. You would be getting three automatic bids from the Big Ten and the SEC. So six automatic bids between those two conferences. You would then be getting two automatic bids from the Big 12 and the ACC. That gives you 10 right there. And just one automatic bid from the group of five schools. 11 automatic bids in totality. Wow. Leaving you three at-large bids. Which will go to the SEC and maybe the runner-up of the Big Ten Championship game. Bill, buy or sell? You like this format. Sell. Sell. But this is exactly what I told you, what I said it would be. Was this a week ago when the news? It is a takeover of the entire process by the SEC and the Big Ten. Which, by the way, this is a 14-team format. We still could get 16, and I would bet you anything that that automatic bid for the SEC and Big Ten would go up to four teams. 100%. Which is what they were reportedly pushing when it was 14 or 16. So I'm sure they had contingencies in place. 14, we want, we're pushing this. 16, we're, we're pushing this. But I'll use the same term I just used in the last question. It is a clear sign of intent to dominate and take over and control college football in the college football playoff. All right, Bill. Speaking of college football, according to The Athletic, Caleb Williams, who's thought to be the number one pick, reportedly earned $10 million over the last two seasons while he followed Lincoln Riley to USC. And to put that in some perspective here, the number one pick last year in the NFL draft, Bryce Young, he got a four-year, $38 million deal. So number one pick, $38 million. And top quarterback in college football, $10 million. $38 million over four years. Over four years. Caleb Williams, $10 million over two years. Yep. Bill, buy or sell that this is what the NIL what it was supposed to do. Yeah, buy, yeah, absolutely. Buy. The market should dictate, and to a degree, look, there's also going to be, the market will dictate how much these guys make, but also, if you're a booster of USC, and you have a legitimate company that could use, in theory, someone's name, image, or likeness to push a product, you might be really inclined to write a big check because you like the quarterback. If, if boosters back in the day, and they did, were just going to pay guys under the table, of course they're going to find ways to pay them above the table. right? You own a car dealership, why not pay some guy so he sticks around at your alma mater? But this was always the plan, and I have zero issue with it. 
All right, Bill, hoopier than that. Let's get to some NBA here. Even though officials admitted their mistake at the end of the Knicks' loss to the Rockets back on February 12th, the NBA denied the Knicks' protest, saying it was, quote, an error in judgment by game officials rather than a misapplication of the official playing rules, end quote. Bill Byers said the league made the right call denying New York's protest. I mean, look, I'm going to parse this. I'm going to buy your question because you can't be overturning games, but just sell that there should be a a, a process for appeal. Sell. If this can't get overturned, then what is the point of an appeal? I understand the exactitudes that they're saying, that it is a misapplication of the correct rule, not a – that is a – they made a mistake within the confines of the right rule not apply to a rule that didn't exist. I understand what they're trying to say. It's also incredibly egregious how big of an error it was. Just don't have an applic- don't have a process. Have the process be you can only appeal if a rule has been falsely applied. As as in guy gets fouled trying to shoot a layup and they give him three free throws and the team wins by one. That's appealable. A mistake within the within the boundaries of the rules, obviously they're never going to overturn. So just stop doing it. All right, Bill. The Portland Trailblazers, they went 0 for February. Nine games played, nine losses. Portland is currently 15-42 and 42 on the season, the fifth worst record in the entire league. And number three overall pick, Scoot Henderson, has only started 16 of 42 games this year. Bill, buy or sell the future is bleak. In Portland. I'm going to buy. And uh, buy. Look, I've had some interactions with that organization in the last seven months that I didn't want to overstate because they're just a few and it could just be a one-off or two-off. I am not impressed with them up close. And their inability in this draft. I mean, everybody in this draft is working out in the top picks other than Scoot. So that's either a front office evaluation problem or a knowing how to nurture your talent problem. And it actually looks like it's both. Yeah, things are very, very bad in Portland. The Dallas Mavericks, Bill, have won eight of their last ten games, including last night over the Toronto Raptors, in which Luka and Kyrie combined for 59 points and 19 assists. So, Bill, I ask you, buy or sell Luka and Kyrie can reach the Western Conference Finals this season. It's amazing how many people in the NBA don't believe in. I don't believe in Kyrie. I don't believe in Harden. I don't believe in... Chris Paul, I don't believe in Doc. I, you, you think one of them's got to do something. I was thinking about this the other day. I mean, look, it's a buy. The actual answer is buy because buy. And it's because Luca. I know he's only been out of the first round once, but the one time that he did, he carried a pretty okay. They had Brunson, but they, he carried a team to the Western Conference Finals. So, yeah, he's good enough. I think the issue is you know that I think Kyrie can be an, is a net negative. And by the way, it is statistically so. It is also true that the West is, I think, loaded, loaded with difficult teams to play. I mean, they may not even get out of the play-in. If they're in the play-in and they kind of play Phoenix or the Lakers or, or, or the Warriors, it's one game you can win, but you will be the underdog if you're Dallas. All right, Bill, let's get to some baseball here. Yoshinobu Yamamoto pitched two scoreless innings yesterday in his Dodgers spring training debut, allowing one hit, striking out three to go along with no walks allowed. Bill, buy or sell Yamamoto having a more impressive season this year than Shohei Otani. Dude, that's a, that, that, come on. 
Where did that, that come from? from? The dude's a stud. Otani's going to be the MVP this year. Yamamoto won three MVPs in Japan. The dude's good. So, do so. I think the new guy who's never played pitched in MLB is going to have a better season than the most mesmerizing player in baseball because he had a good spring training outing where a lot of times guys are super rusty or there's randos up there? I like how you dance when, I, when I'm critical. All you got to say is sell. You don't got to crush my hopes and dreams. I mean, come on, man. A a simple sell would suffice. Let me do it for you. Yamamoto pitched two scoreless innings yesterday in his Dodgers spring debut, allowing one hit, striking out three to go along with no walks. He also forgot that it takes three outs to end an inning and was somewhat playfully mocked by Shohei Otani. Buy or sell, Yamamoto will live up in his first year to that massive contract the Dodgers gave him. Bye. Bye. I feel like that a more impressive season than Shohei? Yeah, why not? Dude, are you letting Ryan Hickey write some of your questions? No, no, this has nothing to do with Josh Allen, the Bears picks, nothing. I got none of that. I gotta talk to Trace again. Um that that that, that take is too hot. He's gotta he's gotta If you missed this, wherever uh, Ryan Hickey works at CBS Sports Radio, producer for JR Sports Brief, host, he hosts sometimes. Used to be an associate producer for me. I'm a huge fan, talented guy, really good, really good radio host. But he he had a take that's being widely mocked. That is, he thinks that the Bills should trade Josh Allen for picks and Caleb Williams. Did I get that right? Is that is that Josh Allen to the Bears? The Bears would send Buffalo the number one pick and the number nine pick this year. Right, Caleb Williams the number nine pick. <sighs> You're speechless. <laughs> I mean, and look, by the way, I, I love Zach Gelb. Zach, don't don't give this oxygen. I guess I'm giving it oxygen. He had. I guess I'm doing it too. Never mind, Zach. You're fine. I'm making the same mistake. I just, Ryan, no, man. You know what? Sell. Sell. Stop with hot takes. Those. I actually call. Well, I'm not even. I'm not gonna say. It. Yeah, I am. I called him the other day, and I just gave him some free advice. I'm like, look, dude, do whatever you want. I think you're super talented. I just would cut down on the, the hot takes you don't mean. And he goes, I don't do hot takes. I'm like, I, I think you do. <laughs> and he's like, no, I don't. I'm like, okay. And then three days later, this came out. Even I know that's a hot take. <laughs> Glad I can be a mentor that's taken seriously. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know what? I'd almost make him bum of the week, but I won't. Let's, um, speaking of, of bum of the week, your eyes just lit up. Let's nominate him, man. Anybody. Anybody. Uh. Many more of you have weighed in on Pretty Daddy. It's it's refer- it, it started as free Pretty Daddy Day, but there was a backlash. Now it's just Pretty Daddy Referendum Day. Oh, there's more. Okay, they keep coming in. We're going to get into this here on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. It is Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS Twitter. Sports Writer. Many of you are tweeting at me there. Sports R-E-I-T-E-R. And the old, uh, the old, uh, pretty daddy CBS. If you want to hit that guy up too. Tom. I think you might be bum of the week this week. There's a lot. We of got 24 hours to decide that. Don't make any rash decisions. I don't. I. By the way, I try to be impartial. I try not to get emotional. I don't want you to be bum of the week. But I just. It, it's, you know, I used to believe that. Now I don't know if I believe that anymore. That you don't want me to win. Let me read you some of the. <laughs> I even have instant messages. Okay, uh, Barry Greenwald is, is I am in me. Over here, okay? That's how important this is. It's got it's forget the mentions. You ready? No. I'm not doing this, by the way. The people are doing this. Pretty Daddy needs a double nomination for throwing his own wife under the bus. He may have a point there. Is he wrong? He may have a point. Yeah, yeah. Uh can I read some of these too? Phil and Stratford. Bill, D Cell has been on fire for much of two thousand twenty four. That's great. Good job, dude. That's positive. Which is why he deserves some love from you. Oh. Nice. Tough love. Oh. Especially for refusing to take responsibility for his actions and blaming others. Welcome to my life, Phil. As a result, he meets the criteria for Bum of the Week. Okay. Um, It's going to get worse here, okay? Uh, Curtis tweets, tweets uh, sports writer, after careful consideration and the following statements, Christmas in July... Friday Junior and the whole Trey Lance debacle, Pretty Daddy CBS has to be bum of the week and possibly bum of the year. Has anyone ever locked up bum of the year in February? Curtis, the answer is no, and it's never even been a legitimate question until now. But you've asked it, and I think that's I think it's a good question. Oh, it's a good come on, man. We got ten more months. <laughs> Pier- yeah. I don't know if I can make it. Pearson W. McDonald tweets at, at Sports Writer and Pretty Daddy CBS. Bill, does Pretty Daddy believe that enough time is finally and appropriately passed for Aaron Rodgers to say goodbye to the Green Bay Packers? Don't be late. <laughs> That's a throwback to a tweet. So, so one of the many things about Tom that is, I, I'm probably not. I'm trying to say endearing, but just just different. That's that's unique about you. That's a uniqueness. Is Tom won't talk to people. Or say goodbye to people. And so I think it was Pearson who who came up with a scenario that he tweeted at me. I don't remember it. That that he that, that Tom walks his best buddy to the train station to say goodbye when the guy goes off to war, right? So, and Tom says, don't be late, and turns and marches away. And I, I lost on the air, didn't I? Uh, you were crying. You were in tears. I, I couldn't read it. <laughs> yes. We have that somewhere, don't yes, we? For tomorrow yes. we can play it. We do. Oh, there's another one. Another one came in. Ah, uh, that guy. Wow, Bill. Pretty Daddy seems desperate to get someone else nominated for Bum of the Week. 
Hopefully he makes the same mistake again and tries to nominate you so we can all enjoy that radio gold. Wait, when did you do that? Probably in a last-ditch effort. I mean, I've nominated my wife, your wife. Like, nobody's off limits. Anybody but me. How are you not bum of the week? I mean, you've gone off both wives after both wives. I really need somebody to do something really stupid in the next 24 hours. Well, let me ask you this. Would it be fair to suggest you deserve real consideration for bum of the week? I mean, look, deserve. That means a lot of things to a lot of different people. Like, yeah, I mean... Okay, Clinton. <laughs> okay, Bill. No, I don't think Clinton. I deserve it. I messed up. Yes, I forgot your birthday. That is true. Your wife tried to remind me in a way that you wouldn't find out. That is also true. I tried to play it off like she didn't remind me. That is also true. Yes, there's a laundry list of reasons, but, like, we don't have to highlight each one. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to pat myself. I, I, it's a pat myself on the back Thursday. I'm going to tell you this. I sniff that out fast. Because then you wish me a happy birthday when you figured it out. And, and well, Was it 15 seconds that I said yeah. to my wife? I, I, I don't want to lie to you. You go, I go, who told you? And you go, I can't tell you. And I knew it was Lori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sold her out, too. <laughs> Anybody but me, man. That's <laughs> my sold, philosophy. You sold uh, I, I do have some news, by the way. I, I have a, a possible start date to this new NBA podcast I'm going to be doing with Ashley Nicole Moss, very talented uh, colleague of mine who was recently hired for this project, and John Gonzalez, also a very talented new colleague hired for this project. We're going to do a, a show. It has a name. Apparently, it's a lot of work to get names and graphics approved. Just to get them, make sure that they're all, you know, they, they haven't been used or something. Right. Wow. That's. I don't know if I can say what it's called yet. But it, we'll call it the NBA show for now. It's called something different. Anyway, could launch as early as a couple weeks from now. And when that happens, it'll be live every day at 2 o'clock Eastern. There'll be a podcast version. We're going to have great guests. We're not going to have a bum of the week, though. I asked, but they said we, we can't be having your producer be bum of the week on an NBA podcast. <laughs> Come on, man. The lawyers, when they look at the trademark, apparently you're it's an association now that people understand. How many wins do I have to get to, and I use wins in air quotes because it's not something I'm trying to win, do I have to get to in a single year where it gets named after me? I mean, I think you have to win Bum of the Year a couple years, and, and street official media makes a good point. I hadn't seen this, but Rogers, he tweets at all of us, just dropped an autobiography Bum of the year can be locked up this early, but I guess for, for Aaron Rodgers. So the thing is, I if you find a way, I mean, it should be locked up this early by Doc Rivers. And the fact that you have prevented that, if you prevent Doc Rivers from being bum of the year, you will be bum of the year. I'm just telling you that right now. Two weeks ago, you literally started to say the word Doc. And then you went to go look at the word doc that I failed to fill out, and <laughs> yeah. then I just automatically won. Oh, I lost it, too. I went back and listened to that segment to see if I was hard on you, and I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally reasonable. I mean, doc should have won four out of five of these things, or six, and instead you have, you have taken them from him. I beg to differ. I, I mean, who else has, like, for, yeah, forget Bum of the Week. You're going to be Bum of the Week probably. But who can just, 
who can protect you from bum of the year? I've never even considered a colleague for bum of the year. That just feels a lot. But I can't hide from the data. I mean, come on, man. I can't be bum of the year. I mean, I would start. I would start. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> what am I going to do? Change my whole personality? Yeah. I mean, what you really need is Urban Meyer to get a, a head coaching job somewhere. Jay Cutler to unretire. Um, CP3. Draymond to freak out again. Yeah, CP3 to destroy the... But even that, it would have to be a continuous saga. What's Big Ben up to? He say anything stupid recently? I mean, if he was speaking, there's a, I guess there's always a chance for all of us. Um, yeah, but he's... Like, Cutler and Big Ben are retired. So it's... it's that, see, Jay Cutler's who it probably would have been named after because he won... If I went back to seven or eight years I've been doing radio or nine or ten, whatever it is that I've been doing this segment, I think Cutler's probably won the most. I could find out, though, because those producers actually kept track. I'm looking I'm looking at the document right now. We are eight for eight, baby. And you got two of those eight? Um, yes, I have two okay, of the okay. eight. Doc Rivers has two of the eight. We got a Cam Newton, a Jerry Jones, and uh, Aaron Rodgers started us off this year with week one. So who was bum of the year last year? Was it Aaron Rodgers? It was. And so if you win tomorrow, you will be in the lead already. Yes, but as you've stated multiple times, just because you won the most bum of the week right, right. does not automatically make you bum of the year. It's actually good for you to keep track of everybody because the reasons for the bumdom are a part of the bum of the year mix, and you're going to need someone to win less than you and, and beat your bum of the year. Clearly, you're on pace. <laughs> Look, you got you got 24 hours. Maybe somebody will, will step up. Fun show today. Um don't here. I'm just gonna retweet. I'm just gonna retweet this thing if you want to see a sports writer about Tom that made me laugh so much because Pearson W. McDonald just uh, put it out there. Don't be late. Free pretty daddy took a turn. I didn't turn it though, Tom. They turned it. The listener. Is a nothing. Great work from Tommy. Thanks for listening. I'm Bill Ryder. Thanks to Chris Trapasso. This is Ryder than you. See you tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.